One of the great things that the white world does not know, but I think I do know, is that black people are just like everybody else. Everybody knows, no matter what they do not know, that they wouldn't like to be a black man in this country. What are you without racism? I ain't good. I'm still strong. I'm still smart. You still like yourself. I want to live like you. This country is mine too. I paid as much for it as you. If you can only be tall because somebody's on their knees, then you have a serious problem. And my feeling is white people have a very, very serious problem. And they should start thinking about what they can do about it. Take me out of it. Hello, 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 space and timers. Is it too early to give everyone a name yet? Space and timers, I like it. Um, so basically, I wanted this episode to be a short one. Um, I just wanted it to be kind of a bonus episode. And I there are a lot of things, obviously, you guys know by now, if you've been around for a little bit, that there are people that, you know, I feel a great debt to just because of how much they've given to me in terms of my mentality, you know, how I how I feel in the world, how I look at the world. You know, it's really important for me to basically, you know, to be able to showcase these people. And Marcus Garvey is one of those people that absolutely means so much to me just because of who he was, who he chose to be. And, you know, I think it's, it's you know, pertinent that black people, black kids especially, know our history. I watched this documentary last night called The History of Racism in America. It's on Netflix. You know, it both enlightened and enraged me. Such is often the sentiment when learning about the history of black people in America. You know, I learned such facts as, you know, when Lincoln freed the D.C. enslaved Africans, we have to know that the Emancipation Proclamation did not free all of the enslaved. Um, But in that very same act, he made a deal to compensate roughly 900 masters for their, quote, lost property, unquote. You know, each master was paid up to three hundred dollars. I believe uh, for each enslaved African and in total roughly $1 million in 19th century money was paid out. I want you to stop and think about that. You know, please stop and think about that. Think about how you have people today who are wealthy from that same money that trickled all the way down to 2022, but will tell you, you know, oh, I had nothing to do with slavery. I wasn't there. My mother wasn't there and whatnot. But the very wealth that they have today came off of the backs of enslaved Africans. And then they'll say things like, you know, uh, in the words of Baldwin and, and King, you know, why can't the black man pull himself up from his bootstraps? Knowledge is a tricky thing because knowledge is powerful. Knowledge is dangerous because the wrong knowledge in the wrong hands is a threat to a lot of people. For me, I need to seek out these things. I need to know these things, but also it's something that it just kind of, you become more and more disillusioned about the world, become more cynical about it, but you have to know these things. You know, this is not work that is sexy or popular, but it's one that is necessary and essential. I feel a responsibility to do these things that grab a hold of me that, you know, I simply cannot shake. 
I was going to have this podcast episode regardless, but, you know, things just happen as they're supposed to. You know, Marcus Garvey has always been one of my favorite orators and one of the finest orators the world has ever encountered. You know, he's one of the people I feel, like I said earlier, that it absolutely should be mandated that black kids especially should know about. You know, but at the same time, we don't have our own teaching, our own history. Hell, we don't even have our own that know our history. Because like the George Orwell quote from 1984 that they used in the documentary, quote, who controls the past controls the future. Who controls the present controls the past, unquote. You know, Garvey fought against all of this. He was fierce and passionate beyond measure. I feel like I have that same passion in me. It's always been there. It's why I've always said I've, you know, felt cut from the same cloth as some of my favorites, you know, like Nat Turner, um, who just, well, if y'all don't know Nat Turner, you know, but just that, just that idea of like, you know, you're already dead anyways, if you're living in certain conditions. So it's like, you know, what do we, we might as well go out in, in, in a blaze of glory and then glory is death trying to fight for your freedom, you know? Um, so Nat Turner... Marcus Garvey, obviously, Elijah Muhammad, Jack Johnson, Malcolm and Martin, Shirley Chisholm, Eartha Kitt, Muhammad Ali, Louis Farrakhan, Tupac, Kanye, and most recently, you know, just on the finance tip, um, this guy Ian Dunlap. You know, I, I that was one of the first times I was actually thinking about that that this idea and, and thinking about like all these people that I felt akin to. Uh, just because, you know, the way that, you know, he talks, the way that, you know, he really is impassioned because he feels like he wants to help so much. You know, he's a finance guy and the way that he talks about basically, you know, black people not having their stuff together and he gets so impassioned about it. And I, I feel very, um, you know, I feel very connected to that, you know, because I feel the same way. Because, um, you know, you'll try to help people. But at the same time, if people aren't ready to be helped, you know, it, 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 it doesn't come off as that. You have to fight for the things that you believe in. You know, I, I didn't come here to fade into the night. You know, like they say, you got to stand for something or fall for anything. You know, a coward dies a thousand deaths. You know, I, I want one honorable one. You know, so I choose to live honorably. To whoever you are that's listening, you have a responsibility to share this also, you know, to share things that, you know, is vital to our existence and our progression. We all have a big job in the words of Dick Gregory, you know, come back to the speech of Marcus Garvey and hear it more than once because, you know, the the accent is thick and sometimes you can't pick out everything that he says on the first listen. But for me, each time I hear it and it just it, it just resonates more and more and makes more sense. And I just feel that much more of a sense of, you know, responsibility, duty for educating myself and educating those around me and whoever else wants to, you know, listen, choose the path of enlightenment, choose the light and choose good. One love. Did not suffer and die to give me an education to slight, oppress, or discourage my people. Because whatsoever education I acquired out of the day of sacrifice of over 300 years, I shall use for the salvation of the 400 million black people of the world. And the day when I forsake my people, may God Almighty say there shall be no more life for you. (laughs) 
I unequivocally rejected the racist assumption of much white American Christianity. Namely, that God had created a black man inferior and that he had intended Negroes to be a servant class, hewers of wood and drawers of water. Well, I predicated my view of man on the doctrine of Imago Dei. All men, regardless of color, are created in the image of God. Now, from this premise follow the equality of all men and the brotherhood of all men. The biblical injunction of Acts 17.26 reminds us that he created of one blood all nations of men that dwell on the face of the earth. I was most interested in brotherhood within his own race. Because if Negroes are created in God's image and Negroes are black, then God must in some sense be black. If the white man has the idea of a white God, let him worship his God as he desires. We have found a new ideal. Because whilst our God has no color, and yet it is human to see everything through one's own spectacles, and since the white people have seen their God through their white spectacles, we have only now started to see our God through our own spectacles. But we believe in the God of Ethiopia, the everlasting God, God of Father, God of Son, God of Holy Ghost, the one God of all ages. That is the God in whom we believe, but we shall worship him through the spectacles of Ethiopia. For 250 years we have struggled under the burden and rigors of slavery. We were maimed, we were brutalized, we were ravaged in every way. We are men. We have hopes, we have passions, we have feelings, we have desires just like any other race. The cry is raised all over the world of Canada for the Canadians, of America for the Americans, of England for the English, of France for the French, of Germany for the Germans. Do we take it unreasonably we the blacks of the world should raise the cry of Africa for the Africans? The Negro is a man. We represent a new Negro. His back is not yet against the wall. We do not want his back against the wall because that would be a peculiar and desperate position. We do not want him there. It is because of this that we are asking for fair compromise. Where the Belgians have control of the Belgian Congo, which they cannot use, they have not the resources to develop now the intelligence. The French have more territory than they can develop. There are certain parts of Africa in which they cannot live at all. So it is for you to come together and give us a United States of Africa. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We are not going to be a race without a country. God never intended it, and we are not going to abuse God's confidence in us as men. We are men, human beings, capable of the same acts as any other race, possessing under fair circumstances the same intelligence as any other race. Now, Africa's been sleeping, not dead, only sleeping. Today, Africa's walking around not only on our feet, but on our brains. You can enslave as was done for 300 years the bodies of men. You can shackle the hands of men. You can shackle the feet of men. You can imprison the bodies of men. But you cannot shackle or imprison the minds of men. Dive down, black men, and dig. Reach up, black men and women, and pull all nature's knowledge to you. Turn ye around and make a conquest of everything north and south, east and west. And then when you have wrought well, you will have merited God's blessing. You will have become God's chosen people. And naturally you will become leaders of the world. And as you bow down to the white man today, so will other races bow down to you and call you a race of masters because of the superiority of your mind and your achievements. Because no race has the last word on culture and on civilization. They do not know what we are capable of. They do not know what we are thinking. They're thinking in terms of dreadnoughts, battleships, aeroplanes, submarines. You know what we're thinking about? That is our own private business. <laughs> so give us credit for being able to use our minds. And with people becoming conscious of themselves, determined to use their minds, you do not know to what extent they can go. Liberate the minds of men, and ultimately you will liberate the bodies of men. We love the white race. 
Not for social fellowship, but for the common brotherhood of God intended we should live. What satisfaction can anyone get in being happy and see his brother wallowing in filth, dirt, and disease? How can you be happy living in luxury and your brother's living in disease? And then when you try to help the one out of the disease, the subtle culprit talks about disloyalty. Black men of Carthage, black men of Ethiopia, of Timbuktu, of Alexandria gave the light of civilization to this world. Ethiopia shall stretch forth our hands unto God, and princes shall come out of Egypt. The classes, nations, races have been quite quiet for over four centuries. Who has merely borne abuse, insult, humiliation? Whose forbearance can only be compared to the prophet Job has likewise lifted his bowed head and raised it up to God's skies and cried out, I am a man and demand a man's chance and a man's treatment in this world. That I shall teach the black man, I shall teach the black man to see beauty in his own kind and stop bleating his skin and otherwise looking like what he's not. slavery, race, mixture, miscegenation had occurred because the African woman had no protection from the slave master. Therefore, there is no need today for black people to themselves freely continue a practice that smacks so much of slavery. Our credit said that the race problem will be solved through higher education, through better education, and black and white will come together, that they will never happen until Africa is redeemed. Because if those who like W.E.B. Du Bois believe that the race problem will be solved in America through higher education, they will walk between now and eternity and never see the problem solved. God made man lord of his creation, gave him possession and ownership of the world. And you have been so darned lazy that you have allowed the other fellow to run away with the whole world and now he's bluffing you and telling you that the world belongs to him and that you have no part in it. I don't have to apologize to anybody for being black because God Almighty knew exactly what he was doing when he made me black. If black people knew their glorious past, then they would be more inclined to respect themselves. Yes, you heard of Johnny Walker Red. And black. Well, he had his adversities, but he's still going strong. <laughs> well, I intend, with your help and God's grace, to continue. Because my work has only just begun. And future generations shall have in their hands the guide by which they shall know the sins of the 20th century. I know, and I know you too believe in time, but we shall wait patiently for 200 years, if need be, to face our enemies through our posterity. When my enemies are satisfied, in life, I shall come back, or in death, even to serve you as I served before. In life, I shall be the same. In death, I shall be a terror to the And me to be the real Marcus Garvey I would like to be. If I may come in an earthquake or a plague or a pestilence or as God would have me, then be assured that I shall never desert you and make your enemies triumph over you. Will I God not go to hell a million times for you? If I die in Atlanta, my work will only just then begin. For I shall live in the physical or the spiritual to see the day of Africa's glory. When I am dead, wrap the mantle of the red, the black and the green around me, for in the new life I shall rise up with God's grace and blessings to lead the millions up the heights and the triumph that you will know. 
Look for me in a world when there's a storm. Look for me all around you. For with God's grace, I shall come back with countless millions of black men and women who have died in America, those who have died in the West Indies, and those who have died in Africa to aid you in the fight for liberty, freedom, and life. Any leadership that teaches you to depend upon another race is a leadership that will enslave you. Any leadership that teaches you to depend upon another race is a leadership that will enslave you. They gave leadership to our four parents and that leadership made them slaves. But we have decided to find a leadership of our own to make ourselves free men. Our great scholars having passed through the colleges and universities have thrown away the blessed record. Babylon did it. Assyria did it, France under Napoleon did it, Germany under Prince von Bismarck did it, England under America under George Washington did it, Africa with 400 million black people can do it. If you cannot do it, if you are not prepared to do it, then you will die. You race of cowards. You rest of imbeciles, you rest of good for nothing. If you cannot do what other men have done, what other nations have done, what other races have done, then you have better die. Can we do it? We can do it. We shall do it. We have prayed to God for vision and for leadership. And He has given us our universal vision. A vision that will not limit our possibilities to America. A vision that will not limit our possibilities to the West Indies. But a vision that said it must be a free and redeemed Africa. Christ to crucify, Christ to despise. We appeal to you for help, for succor, for leadership. When you endeavor to carry your burden of the heights of Calvary. When white men spawned you. When white men scorn you, when white men spat upon you, when white men pierce your side out of which blood and water gush forth, it was a black man in the name of Simon the Syrian who took your cross and bore it up the heights of Calvary. And now that we are bearing our burden of being so heavy, we just ask that you just help us all up the heights. Oh yes, the cause is grand, the cause is glory. Surely we shall not turn back. Oh, Ceylon, 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 almighty oh, ship of state, Ceylon. Ceylon until the flag of the red, the black, and the green is perched upon the hills of South Africa. Because the time has come for the black man to forget his hero worship of other races. And to create and emulate heroes of his own. We must canonize our own saints. Create our own martyrs. And elevate the positions of fame and honor black men and women who have made a distinct contribution to our racial history. Sojourner Truth is worthy of a place of sainthood alongside the throne of Ark. Christmas Harris and George William Garden are entitled to the halo of martyrdom with no less glory than the martyrs of any other race. Toussaint Levitur's brilliancy as a soldier or a statesman outshone that of any other people. Hence he's entitled to the highest place as a hero among men. Because Africa's created millions and countless millions of black men and women in war and peace. Whose luster and bravery outshone that of any other people. So why not see good and perfection in ourselves? We must inspire a literature and promulgate a doctrine of our own without any apologies to the powers that be. That's right, it's ours and God. Let sentiments and cross opinions go to the winds. We are entitled to our own opinions and are not obligated to or bound by the opinions of others. If others laugh at you, return the laughter to them. 
If they mimic you, return the compliment with equal force. Because they have no more right to dishonor, discredit you in manhood than you have in dealing with them. Honor them and they honor you. Disrespect and disregard them and they vilely treat you. Their arrogance is but skin deep. An assumption that has no foundation in morals or in law. They have sprung from the same family tree of obscurity as we have. Their history is as rude in its primitiveness as ours. Their ancestors were running wild in living in trees of branches like monkeys as ours. They made human sacrifices, ate the flesh of their own dead and wild meat from beasts for centuries, even as they have accused us of doing. Their cannibalism is more prolonged than ours. When we were embracing the, the banks of the, of the Nile, they were still drinking blood out of the, out of the skulls of their conquered dead. After our civilization had reached the noonday of progress, they were still living in holes with bats, rats, and other insects and animals. After we had already unfathomed the mystery of the stars and reduced the heavenly constellation to minute and regular calculus, they were still backwards men living in ignorance and in blatant darkness. is indebted to us for the benefits of civilization. They stole our arts and sciences from Africa. Then why should we be ashamed of ourselves? Their modern improvement to be, re to be reflected and resurrected by our generation and our posterity. Why should we be discouraged if somebody laughs at us today? Who's to tell what tomorrow will bring forth? Did they not laugh at Christ, Moses, Muhammad? Was there not a, a Carthage, Greece, and Rome? So we see and have changes every day. So pray, walk, be steadfast, and be not dismayed. Because as the Jew is held together by his religion, the white race is by the assumption and the unwritten law of superiority. The Mongolian by the precious tie of blood. Likewise, the black man must unite in one grand racial hierarchy. Our union must know no crime, no nationality. But let us all hold together in every country, in every crime, making a racial empire upon which the sun shall never set. Let no voice but your own speak to you from the depths. Let no influence but your own rouse you in time of peace and time of war. Hear all, but attend only to that which concerns you. Your allegiance shall be to your God, your race, your country. Remember that the Jew in his political and economic origins always first the Jew. The white man is first a white man under all circumstances, so you can do no less. Be black, buy black, think black, and all else will take care of itself. Let no one inoculate you with evil doctrines to suit his own convenience. Charity begins at home. So first to thyself be true, and thou canst not then be false for no man. Because God and nature first made us what we are. And out of our own creative genius, we make ourselves what we want to be. Follow always that great law. Let God and the sky be our limit and eternity our measurement. There is no height to which you cannot climb without the active intelligence of your own mind. Mind creates, and as much as we desire in nature, we can have through the creation of our own minds. And today, being scientifically the weaker race, you shall treat others only as they treat you. 
but in your homes and everywhere possible. You must teach the higher development of science to your children. And make sure, and make sure that we have a race of scientists par excellence. For in religion and science lies our only hope to withstand the evil designs of modern materialism. Never forget your God. Remember that we live, work, and pray for a binding racial hierarchy whose only natural, spiritual, and political limits shall be God and Africa at home and abroad. With one, with God's dearest blessings, I leave you for a while. One love. Brothers and sisters, Marcus, Mosiah, Harvey.